Hello everyone and welcome back again to When the Dust Settles. I've been really excited to do this next episode. I almost did one last week because I was that excited. The podcast has had over a thousand downloads already and we've had some really, really lovely reviews in the past couple of weeks that I'm so thankful for. I can't respond on Apple, it doesn't give you an option to. So I just wanted to say thank you if you've taken the time to do a review. I know we all have busy, busy lives, but it just makes all the difference. And just know that when you write a little review, there's like a really happy person at the other end of it, i.e. me. And we've also got over 80 followers on Apple Podcasts now, which is also really, really cool. I wasn't sure in the beginning how this podcast would go down or whether it would be taken so well, but it has been. But yeah, so a big thank you to all of you listening and um, I'll get on with today's podcast. Right, today we're going to be talking flooring, specifically wooden and variations, uh, floors pretending to be wooden. Because it's a question I get a lot. It's quite a big deal because your flooring is probably going to be the largest expanse of one colour slash item in your home. It needs to be quite hard wearing. It needs to still go with everything else. And it can be a right pain when you get it wrong, either in colour or in just sort of general durability and picking the kind of thing that will actually work well for your home and the traffic of your home and who lives in your home. So we're going to be going over the types of flooring if you want a wood effect, types of flooring you can go to, the budgets you'll need for them, the stars of them, the colours of them and anything else I think up along the way that might be relevant for you guys to know. So we're getting, we're almost always at the moment get requests for uh, herringbone wood flooring and that's why I'm going to focus on just wood today. I know you can get um, obviously lots of other flooring options. You can do polished concrete, you can do tiles, you can do terrazzo, you can do even cork. God knows the list goes on but today we're just going to focus on wood. I think the top tip that I'm going to give you and seriously listen to this if you have animals because learn from my mistakes match the color or at least really take into account when choosing the color of your floor the color of your pets because pale pet hair on a dark wood floor will be the bane of your life and probably drive you to selling your home or your pet probably not your pet right we all know it's going to be the home not the pet truth be told I'd probably sell my husband before my dog if you know it ever came to that. (laughs) Luckily, I don't think he listens to these. So once you've taken into consideration what colour your pet is, i.e. if you have a pale pet, I would go for a paler floor. If you've got a darker pet, then congrats, you can go for a darker floor. Just be aware with a darker floor, it will show dust and scuffs up. Not so much if it's a hardwood, Uh, it definitely will if it's a candine or a or an antico vinyl option. And That's what I'm going to start talking on in the beginning. So you've got a few options for the actual material that you're going to choose. Um, Obviously, you've got hardwood, which is starting very much at the top end, but it's top end for a reason. It really lasts. The time it's got in it is a good 
you know, that's a lifetime floor you got right there. You'd better like it because it's staying with you. But the great thing about hardwood is that it can be sanded, it can be refinished, it can be restained. So actually, in the long term, it if you've got the budget for it, it's a good plan. It's much like that really expensive coat that you buy instead of buying one every single year from H&M that dies by the end of the winter if you actually work out how long these things are going to be with you for suddenly the cost starts to make sense but if you don't have that budget to hand and the budget we're talking about there is anything it's got a very wide range actually but it's anything from sort of 55 upwards to 200 pounds plus per square meter is the pricing that you're going to be looking at for hardwood flooring one down from that we've got our engineered wood so our engineered wood still has a hardwood topper but within it there's a layer of composite sort of ply wood Um, it can help with things like expansion and movement but that does make it cheaper which is obviously good and this will either glue down or be interlocking they are good they can be susceptible to water damage I would say be a little careful of using engineered wood in kitchens you do have to keep an eye on the water but you can give them a little bit of refinishing if you do get some water damage it can't take loads because obviously each time you sand that down to refinish it, you're sanding into quite a thin layer of hardwood there. So you can only refinish it so many times. You can get a lot of products and some companies come in to, to finish them. You can do things like wax them. You can do things like oil them, which when you first have your engineered flooring put down, you are going to want to do that. So if they offer that to you and you're like, no, 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 I don't want that extra cost, um, fine either do it yourself or just really take that extra cost and do it because your floor will be very unprotected if you don't it is still a natural product and it does still absorb like any natural product really anything sort of porous so bear that in mind the lifespan's about 25 to 30 years of the engineered wood and you're bringing your cost points down to sort of around sort of 40 pounds per square meter obviously you're like like anything you'll be able to find far more expensive options but if you're looking for a good sort of a good option a good middle ground option engineered flooring then you're probably looking at around 37 to 40 pounds per square meter now after the engineered wood comes the vinyls now vinyls don't cringe when i say vinyls it's not what you're thinking it's not like a roll out plastic picture of some wood I'm talking vinyls in your Anticos and your Candines. You can get much cheaper vinyls, um, and some of them are really good, actually, but if you're talking sort of top-notch vinyls at the moment, you're generally going to go for the brands Candine or Antico. Candine is a little bit cheaper. Your average Candine will come in at 27 to £29 pounds per square metre, and your average Antico will probably come in at about sort of 36, 40 to 42, depending on what pattern you choose, what colour you choose. Now, these guys, both of these guys, they have a crazy colour range. Like, you will find almost every single colour under the sun. It'll be really overwhelming. <laughs> it, it's a lot. 
but they've got a really good they've got really good um like brochure books that they can send out and then it comes to just getting those samples in which I will go over in a minute with you samples but back to what this vinyl flooring actually is so what you get with them is again they're either glued down or they're interlocking they're pretty easy to lay if you wanted to lay them yourselves they're pretty easy to cut it's a good like DIY option and what it is is a backing um, material I, I don't know the exact sort of scientific um, names for what the backing material is I would say some sort of hard plastic and then after that backing material you've got a photographic layer and that gives you the image of the wood um, the color of the wood the grain etc and on top of that photographic layer you have the clear layer and that clear layer also gives the grain texture so that's something to look at as well as the colour, is what kind of finish and grain texture there is on it. Because that clear layer having a texture is going to make it look more realistic than if it's a very sort of flat, non-textured non clear layer. And as you will find as you get your samples in, not all clear levels... <laughs> it's like a tongue twister. Not all clear layers are made equally. So this clear layer is essentially the protection for the photographic layer and it sort of gives it a bit more depth. Some people get really excited when they look at things like Amtico and, and these sort of vinyl floorings that they say they have a lifetime guarantee, but be careful with that. Ask them exactly what it is because I would say not even nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, that guarantee is for that top clear layer to wear off and the photographic layer to start wearing down it's not if it cracks or is scratched for example you have no protection over anything like that they will say that it's because of how it was laid that it's i've even had it's because it had plaster dust remnants on it once when we we made a complaint i haven't had the best ex experience with amtico myself i haven't had any direct experience with candine i know a lot of people who have had good experiences with both and would happily go for them again um but i have a bit of a love-hate relationship with my own candine flooring it's a dark floor i made the stupid decision to get a dark floor with a pale dog and um it's it's tough, to be honest, looking over at the floor sort of two minutes after you've hoovered it, swept it, mopped it, whatever, and it's just covered in crap again, and it looks like you've never done it in the first place. So if I could have my time again, I wouldn't pick a dark candine. It, I also find it scratches really easily, in my personal experience, like really easily. It used to scratch with our hoover to the point where um, we got a new hoover. <laughs> that's how bad that's how bad it was it was really depressing because you were hoovering to clean up the floor and then you just looked at the floor and it was covered in scratches and you had to mop it to kind of get the scratches away it even scratched with my dog's nails if he like ran really fast and did a sort of scooby-doo running on the spot we'd get scratches that would then have to be sort of scrubbed to get out we've refinished it several times too so the other thing i'll stop moaning about my floor now but the other thing 
with these Candines and Anticos is that you can refinish them. You can even refinish them to make them a bit shinier or a bit matte if you want to. If you use a shiny refinish, that does fade over time and you'll have to do it again periodically. But it's like a really major kind of deep clean and new refinish that you can do on them. Um, they'll tell you that you can only use, or Antico specifically will tell you as well, that you can only use the Antico products on their flooring, but that's obviously, as we all know, um, a really nice kind of marketing uh, ploy that doesn't really matter. You can use pretty much whatever you want. Um, I haven't used bleach. Don't quote me on that. Test it first, obviously, always, but on mine, I haven't found anything as yet that's done it any harm. So... Your vinyl and your candine and your antico. So the good thing about them is that they come, each colour generally comes in your option of wide or slimmer planks and or herringbone, for example. You can get some really nice parquet designs as well. So it's quite flexible. And like I say, the colour selection is insane. If you can't find the colour that you're looking for with one of these guys, then you need to take a good look in the mirror and have, like, get some tough love going on. So, talking about the lay, obviously you've got herringbone, which, as I said, very popular right now. Pretty much everyone wants it. I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. I think it's really traditional. I think it creates a texture even. I'm a great fan. Just bear in mind that you can get large herringbone, small herringbone, even smaller herringbone, and then you're into, when it gets too small or really quite small you're into parquet territory so check when you're looking how big those pieces are for the parquet or for your herringbone or even for your chevron if that's what you're going for so you can work out if they're the size that you want if you've got a really large room obviously you don't want to go too too small because it's going to look really busy similarly if you've got a smaller room you don't want to go too large because you're going to lose the overall effect and make a small room look even smaller. And that's just not what we are out to achieve. And then in parquet, of course, we've got you know lots of different designs that can be done. It's worth bearing in mind that when you go for a more complex lay, any of these herringbone, chevron, parquet styles, it is going to cost you more on the lay. It's going to be more time and more money. So if you're on a tight time scale slash budget, it's one to just think about. Similar to tiles, I go into that in great detail in um, Tile Podcast. If you want to have a listen to that, I did one uh, a little while ago. It's called Tiles, a Seasoned Guide. So there, uh, that's those ones. The difference between mm-hmm. chevron and herringbone, if anyone is wondering, is in a chevron your points meet together like a triangle and in a herringbone the points are sort of just off so it's like one has slipped down the side that's the difference remember when you're asking your people to lay the floor even if even if they do it all the time it's just helpful to remind them and show them which way you want those kind of arrows pointing what direction you want it to go in because you would think that they would know the inside workings of your head. But I tell you now, they don't. And just don't trust that you're on the same wavelength because you most likely won't be. Everyone has their own opinion on this sort of stuff and they just get on with it without asking you 
unless you specifically specify. You've obviously then just got your normal plank lay. I've seen some people doing this on a diagonal recently. So far, I've not seen it done once where I've been like, oh yeah, I really want to try that. It's a bit sort of kooky for my liking. I don't know if I can get my head around it, but it does really open up a space. So maybe if you had like a small child's bathroom or a utility or a pantry, something like that, you could try it on. Have a little look, see what it looks like. When you get your samples, you can put them down on the floor and you can lay them how you want them and, you know, just see what you think works best for you. And while I'm on samples, I just want to say samples, 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 samples. Just get that in your head because get a sample of everything, everything, fabric, paint, flooring, anything you can get a sample of get that sample. A lot of furniture will also offer samples, not so much wood things generally just bought off the internet, but things like beds, things like sofas, get those samples and put them together with everything. That's just, it's just renovation and interior design 101. You want those samples. And when it comes to flooring samples, you want to order more than one of each because if they have a natural grain, they will look different. There will be sort of natural changes, coloration changes in them. Some of them will have different like patination with regards to where knots are, stuff like that. And you can't see that very well, in, especially in a small cut sample. So get a couple um, and or go to a shop somewhere and see them laid up. You know, they lay them up on those kind of boards that you can flick through like the old Athena posters in, in Woolworths. God, who remembers those? Um, I do. (laughs) Shows my age. So go and have a look in the shops. Then you can really see them laid up, get a good idea and then take a sample home to look at it with your other schemes and also your light and what else is going on in your home because these things change so much with different light and in different positions and against different colours that you may already have in your home. So again, samples. I don't want to hear any of you saying that you bought something and then you got it home and then it was the wrong colour because I'll just tell you, you should have got down, got a sample, right? Now, let's take a little moment for the floorboards that might already be in your house, underneath your carpet, underneath that rather traditional roll of vinyl or underneath some sort of hideous stick-down tiles or something. Don't instantly discount it that may be your hardwood flooring right there you can do so much with floorboards these days obviously you can paint them you can restain them you can replace a couple of them if you can match the stains up you can definitely replace a couple of them if you're going to paint them because you're not going to see that once it's all painted there's some excellent floor paints out there little green does some really good floor paints Far and ball have good floor paints. The one thing I would say about floor paints is make sure you get the right undercoat. Get the undercoat from the same companies you buy the floor paint from and to match that colour. Because, for example, a darker colour will have like a grey or a darker undercoat, and a lighter colour will obviously have a lighter undercoat. And that undercoat is specifically formulated for high traffic areas, as is the floor paint. So get the both together, don't scrimp on it. And you'll have a great finish that lasts ages, that is easy to touch up. I found floor paint really easy to clean. 
I have it up my stairs, I have it in the bedrooms, and I've been really happy with it. I have both Little Green and I've used Farron Ball in the past. Obviously, you can restain the floorboards to get the colour that you want, and you can even mix stains if you can't quite find the right colour. There's so many stain options online. Um, you can also get your own sander. They're really cheap to hire just for the morning, day, couple of days. If you look into... Um, look into machinery hire diy like machinery hire. i think is it wix do it hss are a good hire option i've heard a lot of things from them before i think they're nationwide not 100 percent sure but they're definitely all of london within the m25 at least and you're just going to want to hire your sander and some sanding pads sanding pads come in a bit more expensive you do get through a lot of them so get more than you need generally you can give back what you don't use as well and you want a couple of different thicknesses so you want like a really heavy sandpaper really coarse sandpaper for the initial sanding and it goes without saying you want to either either nail like hit in any nails that are sticking up or just take out anything that might you might have like old carpet tacks or things like that in there so you want to get them out then you go in with your really coarse sander and then you go to your like mid-grain sander and then you go to your fine sander afterwards. Make sure you wear a mask, make sure you ventilate things well and cover everything up because the dust, oh, the dust. But it'll be really worth it and you'll feel like you've done a really good job and you can look at your floors in the future and think, I did that. So don't discount those floorboards. If they've got holes in them, you can buy things called uh, slithers uh, like filler strips you can buy them anywhere just google them you'll find them on ebay amazon being maybe just google it you'll find you'll find options if that's if you're doing it yourself or a carpenter can do this for you um there are resin options that fill little holes and give like a really smooth finish as well people can come in and do that for you the other option is to mix some of the sawdust that you sand it off with like kind of resiny material and use that to fill the gaps as well. There's a product called Bonner Fill and Mix. It comes in a few different sort of vibes. <laughs> Don't know how to describe that. But again, look it up. You'll find it in B&Q. You'll find it on Amazon and you mix that with your sawdust. Then you have color consistency. Whatever you do, do not use mastic in those holes. Do not use colour match acrylics and do not use wood filler in big fat holes. It's going to look shit. Don't do it. I know it's quick. I know it feels easy. And I know you can go down B&Q and get it and do it now. But just just don't do that to yourself. It's going to look really bad. Um, take my advice. And then on to probably the most tricky point is the colour. What colour? I have a few go-tos I that I stick with in the dark. I normally always go for something based on a walnut that doesn't have too much red in it. Um, for a mid-range, I go for a sort of honey colour. Like, for example, in an Antico, you could look at their natural character oak. Tile Giant have a really good Henley Oak Brook Plank. In fact, that is what the lovely Chelsea has in her house from the house that Black built. If you want to take a look at how good that looks when it's down, 
go over to her Instagram page and you can take a look. That's actually from Tile Giant and it's 34.46 per square meter. It's a really good option if you're looking for a middle ground, not too pale, definitely not dark. That's a like click together vinyl. There's a nice engineered European select oak flooring from Home Choice that's a Grissini Piccolo lacquered. That's an engineered wood. You can get it at UK Flooring Direct, $39.99. That's a really good middle ground that's kind of warm. It's a little bit honeyed without being yellow, which I think is really nice. You want to be careful of anything yellowy, anything orangey. It'll tend to get more orange or more yellow over time. They just do. Don't ask me why. I know I'm sure there's that there'll be a reason. It'll be to do with light and chemical reactions and God knows what else. But just uh, also, it'll be hard to match woods with them, other woods with them. And you've got to be careful about colours because you don't want to bring out yellow too much, bring out uh, orange too much. Um, the orangey coloured woods very much were a sort of thing of the moment much like the greys have been for like what how long has it been now three four years luckily it's on the way out the grey take that heed that the grey is on the way out don't go with grey please don't get a grey wood don't get a grey wood it just looks really unnatural and sort of like the life has been sucked out of your home or floor plus if you've got gray carpet for example or grays in the carpet going upstairs that gray wood meets the carpet and you just get met with like a sea of gray i think we can move away from gray now a little bit like yeah sure include it a bit but let's move away from it being the backdrop to how we live our lives it's just that can't be good if i've really upset you by just saying that and you really love gray then take a look at the more sort of greige, G-R-I-E-G-E, colour options out there, which is like a little bit of a warmer grey. It's not the cool sort of typical grey that we've been seeing a lot. It's got a little bit of more of a, well, it's a combination between grey and beige. It's like the cronut of uh, on-trend colours, I suppose. I think even that will have its day because I think we've got all got so bored of grey now and we've realised that... It's just a bit of like a drab colour. Like, don't get me wrong, I love a grey, but in the right volumes, in the right warmth, and in the right places. And if you're looking for something pale, just don't go too pale. Try to stick to, I think, oak at the minute. Oak has a lot of options on the colour scale. And you can go a bit darker. You can go with like a sort of American white oak kind of look that is is that kind of pale wood without it looking like it's a sort of pine so yeah don't go too pale I think I might put together some of my well actually what I'm definitely doing soon is I'm putting together a list of all our go-to staples so just like I've told you just now in the wood I'm going to do this for standard white paint colors to go for that aren't like crazy brilliant white that are just just off and just right that we go to all the time might even do it for some grazes i'm gonna do it for some standard like marble tiles like all the things that you just want the sort of backdrop for that there are a million versions of each but they're fairly simple if that makes sense Basically, I'm going to make a big fat product list of all our favourite tried and tested options. And it's going to be 
at some point I'll tell you about it follow us on the Facebook group or on the Instagram and you will hear when it's coming up it'll be soon currently I'm just about to launch the renovation budget sheet it'll probably actually go up over the weekend so if you're keen if you're starting a renovation now or in the next year and you really want to start looking at your budgeting and think about all the things that you'll need to think about for that so whether it's bathroom remodel or full-on extension kitchen extension we have a budget sheet for you that's really good and it's got tips in it and it's got a calculator in it for working out your paint and or wallpaper tiles etc it's going to be really helpful if you want to project manage your own project and that is why we put it out there it's based on what we use for our projects so it is massively detailed it's also editable and it also adds up stuff on its own which is very snazzy so that's going to probably go up over the weekend it's going to be oh god I can never remember I'm terribly numerodyslexic and um, I can never remember figures but I'm pretty sure it's going to be 64 pounds But I'm going to put up a discount code on the Facebook group and I'm going to put it out on the Instagram as well. Or you can sign up on our mailing list and I will send it to you directly. So we're going to put a discount code for that so you can get it for £50 instead. It's an absolute steal. A lot of time and hard work has gone into it. And that is the first of our renovation toolkit items that's going up next we're going to have a scope of work that you can work on and use as a template for getting builders quotes and putting out tenders which again is massively detailed and will be super duper useful i think it's definitely super duper use super duper useful for us because it's based on what we use as well now if there's anything else about floors that you feel i haven't covered i know i haven't covered like everything but I've covered what I think or what I see are the most sort of decision-stopping things that people get stuck on. And um, hopefully that all that has helped you make a decision, go in the right direction. If you have any other questions, feel free, as always, to reach out. Reach out on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you generally are. And if you like this podcast, like some of the lovely people recently, please do leave us a review or give us a rating. It, it means so much and it's just, it's just really nice to hear your feedback and your thoughts. And in the meantime, you can find me over at the Instagram, Studio LFF, or on the Facebook group, Ain't Nobody Like a Homebody. And I will be back with you in a couple of weeks' time talking about something else that remains a surprise to both me and you. I will come up with it in the meantime. Or if you have any ideas on what you would specifically like me to talk about or go over, again, reach out, put it on the Facebook group. I would love, love, love to know and to bang on about it for you. Have a great weekend.